This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. One of the things that you were probably never formally trained on was goal setting. How do you properly set goals? This is something that Gary Keller has developed an incredible model for. When you look at billionaires, the people that achieve extraordinary levels of success, they have a model that they follow. I was asked to give a presentation to a bunch of business leaders around goal setting. What you're about to hear is that presentation. And Jay Papazan was with me. He's giving lots of colorful commentary in this one. So this will be an incredible, incredible episode for you on how to make sure that number one, you're setting goals the right way. And also, how do you bring the same level of discipline and focus to setting goals in your personal life as you do in your business life? This is the foundation of what we are doing for our first live event that we have ever done. It's the One Thing Goal Setting Retreat. It is coming up at the end of November, November 30th and December 1st here in Austin, Texas. If you'd like to get more information, you can go to theonething.com slash event. That's the number one in the URL. So theonething.com slash event. We are limiting the space in this first one. So do check that out before it's late because we do anticipate selling out on this one. If you'd like one of us to come and speak at your organization or conference, go to the one thing.com and click on the about page and there's a form there where you can submit your interest with that let's get into the episode eating healthy is an investment it's an investment in yourself but it also often requires an investment of your time but good news is factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen they're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. I'll share a story about one of my first interactions with Jay and Gary. It was in my first few months coming on board, had just moved my family from Southern California to here, which slight adjustment there. I knew in the first three months I was going to be assessed on three things. The ability to cast a vision for our business, the ability to deliver $100,000 in revenue in 90 days or less out of thin air, and the ability to prove that I could attract amazing talent. That's what challenge accepted, right? We have our state of the company meeting. The purpose is to assess my vision. I walk into the room with a single sheet of paper. We call it a GPS. On it had three priorities. Priority number one, priority number two, priority number three. These were the three things that if I could just do these three things in the first 12 months, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. 
We start talking about number one. Gary and Jay ask a bunch of questions. I answer them. I say, we good? They go, yeah. I start talking about number two. About halfway through number two, Gary starts asking more questions about number one. I don't think anything of it. I just answer the question. I say, we good? They go, yeah. I start getting into number three. Gary starts asking more questions about number one. I'm brand new, and I can still figure out the fact that something's going on, and I'm the one who's out of the loop, right? <laughs> I answer the questions. I say, we good? They go, yeah. I'm talking about number three for no more than 10 seconds before Gary stops me a final time. He says, do you need to do number three in order to do number two? I said, no. He said, do you need to do number two in order to do number one? I said, no. He said, do me a favor. Put a line between number one and number two, or even better, can you just take that page and rip it in half? Don't even think about number two and number three until you've earned the right to by mastering number one. When you look at your businesses, how you show up in the world, do you have absolute clarity on the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary. How many of you right now, if I called on you, could say my one thing is boom, and it would be absolute clarity? Hands up. Brian, awesome. Is that an opportunity for us? This leads us into what we're going to talk about today. Setting goals. Setting the right goals. Remember, we were in your office, and you said to me, do you know what makes billionaires billionaires. And I went, no, but I'm ready to take notes. (laughs) Right? Let's say this is you. You're looking great, by the way. Here right now. If we were to ask you to look back over your life and trace the steps to how you got here today, you'd think, well, you know, I either drove here this morning or I got on a plane. And before that, I met Don Hobbs, and I was amazed by his fabulous charm and pocket square assortment. You know what I'm going to do? And before that, you know, you were in school, and when you look backwards over your life, you imagine it as a series of connected events, a straight line. You might have about, thought about that person that you could have dated or the one that got away, but for the most part, you're going back in a straight line. When we ask you to now project forward, And imagine the vision for your life. You can think about where you're going and then the opportunities that could come. And any of those little shiny objects that look like an opportunity, while it may seem like just a slight deviation over time, could lead to a massively different destination. What billionaires do is they get crystal clear clarity on where they want to be someday from now. Vividly, where they want to be, what they want to accomplish, what life looks like. They then look backwards and ask, where do I need to be five years from now to be on track for that someday goal? Based on that, where do I need to be by the end of this year to feel like I'm on track for my five-year Based on what I need to do this year, what do I actually need to do this month in order to be on track for my year? 
based on that, what do I actually need to do this week to be on track for my month? We call this goal setting to the now. The idea is that you first and foremost go way out in the future, someday, and ask what does amazing look like in my professional life? What does amazing look like in my personal life? Whatever those areas are that matter to you, we'll get more specific in a little bit. What does that look like someday from now? Whether that's 10 years, 20 years, 30, 50, that, that's to you to decide. Based on that answer, what do you need to accomplish in the next five years to be on track for your someday? Based on that, where do you need to be a year from now to be on track for your five-year? Based on that, what do you need to do this month? How many of you have year, uh, goals for this year? How many of you have goals for 2018 so far? Goals for three years from now? Five? 20? Because when we project forward, remember, there's all those different paths. It's not clear. It's not a series of dotted lines. And the tweak is a very subtle one and a powerful one. Flip it on its head. Don't start with today. Start with the someday. And then goal set to the now. Talking about goals, uh, this is one of the most powerful things that I've been reading over and over again based on the book. Jeff, can I comment on that just a little bit? Yes. One one of the tricks when... um... I saw Gary do this with somebody. You know, he had an entrepreneur in the industry he wasn't familiar with, step in and you know, wanted an hour of counsel. You know, this is my journey. This is where I'm going. And Gary asked him a number of questions. And in, in retrospect, seeing the model, I could see where he was going now. But then I had no idea what was going on. I thought he was just making a great conversation. And then at the very end of the meeting, like he had to wrap it up. He goes, you know what? Here's what I think you need to be focused on right now. And it was incredibly specific, and Gary being Gary, he stated it like it was a fact that should be written in stone. And it was utterly confident. And when the gentleman left, I turned to Gary and I said, how did you do that? How are you so confident? We don't know anything about this business. He's in a product business. We're in a service business. And he goes, I didn't come up with the answer. He did. He just didn't articulate it. And he walked me through this process that, I mean, he's been teaching goal setting to the now for years and years. And that's how this idea ended up in the one thing in goal setting, because this is the way he's always done it. When people say start with the end in mind, that's actually what it looks like. Start with the end in mind. It's not about visualization. What well, it is, it's about being very specific and visualizing where you want to be and then looking backwards. And that to me was revolutionary. Like nobody taught me that in school. But it's absolutely what, like with kids, you have kids, like my daughter was completely overwhelmed with the school project. And so we just went to the end and we started working our way back. What would you have to have done at the end of this month to be on track for that, honey? What would you have to have done this week? Great. Based on that, what do you have to do today? And the other little side benefit, and I know I'm hijacking or... I like your hijacks. Good, good, good. Just making sure. You can always do this very subtly. Um, I'm into this because I'm into research. There's a thing called hyperbolic discounting. Mm-hmm. And the farther away a goal is in the future, the less motivation it has over us today. 
And the old trick they always will do is they'll, you know, they've done it a million times. Like if I give you a hundred bucks today or 200 bucks tomorrow, everybody in this room is smart enough to say, I'll take 200 tomorrow. But we change one factor, time. A hundred bucks today or a guarantee of $200 in a year, almost nobody takes the double your money. Even though it makes zero sense. Show me one investment that you can double your money in a year. And you're going to be a billionaire quick. No one takes it because that time frame. So the other huge benefit of working backwards is you're getting closer and closer to goals that will actually matter enough for you to get out of bed and do them. So I don't know that Gary knew that, but that was a side benefit of this, this way he was looking at the world. Maybe two months ago, Gary was teaching a class for us on building financial wealth. And he looked out, probably about 300 people in the room, and he asked, what's the purpose of a goal? What do you think the purpose of a goal is? To achieve it? What else? Keep you motivated. Keep you motivated? Alan? I think it helps to set your daily activities. Helps to set your daily activities. Gary said the purpose of a goal is to be appropriate in the moment. It's worth writing down. The purpose of a goal is to be appropriate at the moment. To cast a vision, go out in the future, to identify the result you want to achieve so you can look back to this very moment right now and ask, how is the highest version of myself that can be showing up? What's that one thing I need to be doing right now so that I am the most appropriate I can possibly be? The purpose of a goal is to inform your actions today. When we look at the way people set goals, and this was just mind-expanding for me, most people, if this is the ability to ask a great question, and this is the ability to find a great answer. The ability to find a great question, the ability to find a great answer. Most people set goals based on what they think is doable. Meaning, it's within their current skill set, it's within their current comfort zone. Essentially, it's a done deal. It's where they want to be by the end of the year, by the end of next year. It's like checking something off your to-do list. Okay. Then some of us would call ourselves uh, big thinkers or high achievers. We set goals, a stretch goal. It's not a done deal. I'm stretching to the outer ends of my comfort zone. Not 100% sure if I can get it done, but I've got the capacity. Extraordinary results come when you ask a bigger question and you're willing to endure the process of finding a better answer by going in to the realm of what's possible. How do we ensure that the human race lives forever? Make sure it's on two planets because the odds of a meteor hitting both of them, pretty much nothing. Okay, so that's where I need to be way out there getting the human race on two separate planets. So what do I need to do today, Elon Musk? Tesla, Solar City. Anybody see the TV show they came out with about putting humans on Mars? You think that was just a, a random idea? Uh-uh. 
gaining the consensus of the general public, warming them up to the idea of what it would look like to put a human on another planet and the obstacles that will come from that. When we look at your goals, this will be an interesting idea. Think of some of your goals. Are they doable? Are they stretch goals? Or are they so big, so far out there that you're not even sure it's possible? Meaning it would actually require you to change what you do, how you do it, and who you do it with. It would require you to reinvent yourself. Changing what you do, how you do it, and who you do it with. The purpose of a goal is to be appropriate in the moment. How many of us, up until now, had every intention through the rest of the year of acting the way that we've always been acting to get the results that we thought we could get? What would it look like if you now took that goal and stretched it so far out, you don't know how it's possible? And then you get to go on the journey of asking a great question and finding a great answer so you can identify the habits you need to acquire today to automatically carry you to that goal. One of the biggest, for the last six months, we created a membership program where we show people how to take control of their time and get clarity on how they want to invest it. Simple. We find one of the biggest challenges people have is when they get clear on what the activity is, they don't appropriately set the bar for success. I need to invest three hours a day finding that next person. Notice the language, I need to. They invest an hour and a half. How do they feel? Like a failure. The next day, the measure for success is three hours and they do two and a half hours. That's progress. How do they still feel? Failure. The focusing question of the book is what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary. One of the reasons we believe over 90% of people do not achieve their goals is because they do not get specific and clear on the activity they can do that if they did day after day after day after day would not look like it's creating much progress at the beginning, but over time creates hockey stick growth. This is the shape of success, folks. It's looking way out into the future, asking where do I want to be so you can decide how do you be appropriate in the moment down with a level of clarity that you know the specific measurable action that you can do that if you did day after day after day after day to the point where you get to on average 66 days in and it no longer requires discipline. It no longer requires willpower. It is a what? A habit. Just like you get up and hopefully brush your teeth, you get up and you do your one thing. Questions? Um, Adrian Early, I, uh, I like that uh, you said build consensus is the first thing for a huge goal. Mm-hmm. And I realize that, in fact, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm building consensus as, as I have a chance at Friends of Peter at here and other things. What do you mean by that? 
Well, I started with a huge goal, mm -hmm. which was to make uh, everything better in society through uh, totally redoing financial services uh, and make uh, many things unnecessary, including top-down forcing of wealth redistribution and junk like that. Um, and uh, also uh, insurance mm -hmm. should be unnecessary. So, so basically, I'm, I'm building consensus. I spent a bunch of money trying to get people to, you know, to move things forward. And what I have left is I can continue to build consensus. Um, what's the one thing that you still work on mastering? And have you ever given Jay a 411 notice for Can I answer? I'm going to answer the questions in reverse order. Yeah. <laughs> a 411 is our system for having complete clarity on your priorities at all times. This is my 411 for this week. This is what it looked like five minutes after I handed it to Jay. I have never in my entire life, over the last two years, done my 411 and within one hour of using it, not had to completely mix the plan up. Anybody see the challenge why goal setting so hard? I'm just talking about clarity on what I need to do this week. And remember that what you do, how you do it, and who you do it with, that who part, is where this comes into play. You surround yourself with great people. They ask you great questions. You find great what? Answers. I figured out pretty fast that there are other things that I need to be considering, changes that I need to be making. The message in this is be kind to yourself. Where are you setting the mark for success? If you're expecting yourself to have complete clarity on your goals, that you follow them perfectly, that you never have to deviate, there's never a course correction, there's never a mistake that comes up, you are setting yourself up for failure. How can you wake up every single day acknowledging the fact that you are going to fail every single day, even if you're the one teaching the whole system? Acknowledge it, embrace it, and use it as a teaching moment. Success is, is just learning from your failures and moving on and, and building on them. I mean, big success is just as a series of failures. People who fail the most tend to succeed the most. You know, it's the old, you know, hit more home runs, you know, strike out more often. Because you're swinging big. But what, what I don't want you to think is that because Jeff gets me, he's got this super, super special relationship with his weekly accountability. Even though he is super special. Anybody. I could get a 14-year-old kid to sit in front of them and he would still scribble over it because I would just tell that 14-year-old kid to ask about five questions. You know? How did you do last week? How do you feel about that? What would you do differently based on that? Right? When he says this is what he's going to do, great. How did you arrive at that? Did you consider any other things? Right? Why do you think that's the one thing this week? You just ask a few questions. They're very formulaic. All you're doing is providing an outcome. I mean, this is what anybody here who's in coaching, that coaching may know nothing about your business, but what they give you is an objective perspective. Jeff is hustling all day long, like a lot of you are. That whole working in your business instead of working on it, this gives you 30 minutes a week where he is forced, that's my job, to make him pull out of the business and look at it from a little bit of a distance. 
because you can get really, really busy and you're not actually being very productive. So a lot of people say, oh, I wish I had Gary for my 411 partner. Yeah, that is great. But the magic is in having someone else to choose to be accountable to someone else's perspective. Does that make sense? It's a choice. No one's holding you accountable. It's a choice. You choose to be accountable to your goals. Mm -hmm. So you can sit down with someone else and have them see it from the outside. Not because they're telling you the answers, because they're going to ask you questions so that you will stop and ask and answer those questions too. Great question. Yeah. What was the first one again? What's the one thing you haven't mastered yet? Great question. Many things. Making my wife happy all the time. <laughs> uh, no. That's never <laughs> I refuse to accept that. <laughs> this is the question you asked earlier. Like, what's the one thing that you're not doing that if you did, your business would double in the next night? That's now a mastery and something that matters directly now. Two, the answers are separate. When I look at Gary, and I ask what got him to where he is. He mastered succeeding through others. Which means when he sees a new opportunity, like many of us see all the time, new shiny object, instead of asking the question, how do I do that? How do I fit that in my schedule? Can I fit that in my schedule? He asks, who am I missing? He's missing a person. He then recruits a talented individual and coaches them to their possibilities. I ask this question. If I want to get to where Gary is, I have to master recruiting talent and coaching them to their possibilities. As a habit. What does that now look like every single day when you walk it back all the way every single day is I have to ask my executive assistant or somebody, you were my check for today, thank you, a question when I normally would have told just one time that I normally would have gone into preach mode and instead I ask a question. To find one time a day where I normally would have taught, told the answer, preached, got on my soapbox. Instead, I ask a question so they can self-discover the answer. I am on a road to mastering asking better questions which means every morning I read a chapter of the book and I write down 10 deadly questions per chapter. These are things I'm now doing every day to sharpen that saw. I couldn't have done those questions I asked you. I couldn't have done that three weeks ago, by the way. Modeled other people who did it, my coach, and then implement. Cool? I love that. It's a great example. Like you just gave, so thank you for yeah. sharing it. I need to put you on the spot. Um, Gary... Jeff is great at being vulnerable. That's one of the things I like. He's very happy sharing his successes and his failures. I'm surprised I haven't cried yet. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you, you got a coaching call from Tony DiCello, yeah. um, who's got 20,000 hours of coaching plus. So he's done the 10,000 hours twice. And when y'all were working through this issue, that was one of the things that came out of that. There's 18 chapters in the one thing. And if you created 10 amazing questions for every chapter, then you'd walk out with 180 questions that he can directly use in his business to make things work better. And it's such a simple thing. How long does it take you to create 10 questions around chapter? 30 minutes. So it's a 30 minutes a day. And you think that, okay, 30 minutes a day doesn't add up, but in three weeks, I mean, I can tell you that was, I was like, you saw me shut up. I was like, okay, that was awesome. 
You're asking good questions. You're trying to help someone self-discover their answer. So little things, don't underestimate the power of little things to add up. It doesn't take five years for them to add up. It can take as little as three weeks for them to start having a meaningful impact. Sounds cool. When you do one thing, the right thing, it topples over many things. How many of you have read The One Thing out of curiosity? No? Okay, awesome. Wow, more than I was expecting. I will be. Awesome. <laughs> By when? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you up there. Is there one for sale here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? Most of you in the room are familiar with the domino run. When you line up dominoes and you flick one, what happens? knocks over multiple. And then they found out in 1983, Lauren Whitehead wrote in the American Journal of Physics that a single domino doesn't just knock down another, it can knock down another one that's 50% larger. So a two-inch domino goes to three, three goes to four and a half. By the 18th domino, it knocks down the Leaning Tower of Pisa. By the 23rd domino, it knocks down the Eiffel Tower. By the 31st domino, it's 3,000 feet taller than Mount Everest. And just 57 dominoes in, it reaches almost from the earth to the moon. When you look at those goals, should you accept the challenge to go out into the range of possibilities so that you can look back, you're still looking good, right now, and ask that question, what's that one specific measurable activity that I'm going to do day after day after day after day after day that leads to this? For me, it's asking a question when I would have told. Jeff, do you see that being the same activity the entire way? No. Because at some point it becomes a habit, and you don't have to think about it very much, or you may have taken action down a certain path for you to wake up and realize that was the wrong path, and you course correct, but now it's actually based on action. How many of you drove here this morning or got in some type of vehicle to come here this morning? Did you or the driver wait for every single light to turn green before they stepped on the gas? No. They started moving, and then they hit a red light. They waited until the opportunity presented itself to move forward again. Quit trying to have all the answers. Just get into action. The path continues to unfold, right? What I'd like to do is to make this actionable... We're in the process behind the scenes of of putting together an actual goal-setting retreat. And as we formalize the agenda and ask when people come, what do we want them to walk away with? We want them to have set meaningful goals for the areas of their life that matter so they can have an actual plan that they can follow for the next year. And when we ask the question, what are the areas that matter? We have the seven circles. And I would suggest writing these down because I'm going to give you a task. Everybody sat up straight. They're like, oh, I need the pen. Spiritual, physical health, personal, meaning like your hobbies, the things that make you happy, the things you do for yourself, your relationships, your job, your business, and your finances. Those are the seven circles. Gary and Jay would argue that they are the seven most important areas of your life and they are in order of priority because... One day you are going to wake up and ask, why am I here? If you haven't already. You will realize that if you don't have your body, where are you going to live? The thing we are all searching for is happiness. 
The first three are all about you. And this is where the people go, but my children, all the relationships, who do you put the oxygen mask on first on the airplane? Right? There's no way you can show up as the highest form of yourself for your customers, for your family, for your employees, if you aren't the highest version of yourself. Your relationships, family, friends, mentors, partners, clients, your job. How many of us are business owners? How many of us have a job in that business? Right, that's your job. The one thing you can do for your job may be different than the one thing you can do for your business and your finances. Now, here's the question that I'm going to ask you that Jay asked me. If you could only pick one of these areas to improve first, which would it be? Write it down. And if you pulled a Jeff and said, but I really need to do four of them, I'll ask, but if you could only pick one. And then if you pulled a Jeff and said, but I really need to do two, if you could only pick one. Just one. What's the one you would focus on first? Not to say you're not going to focus on the others. You're just going to give yourself permission to focus on one first. Now what I'd like you to do with the time that we have remaining is let's actually walk through a goal setting to the now exercise. I want you to think of that one area. Hold it in your mind. I want you to imagine that 20 years from now, we run into each other in the airport. I see you. I get all excited, and I say, how are you? How is that one area of your life? And you look at me with absolute conviction, you go, Jeff, it is amazing. What does that area of your life look like 20 years from now for you to earn the right to say it's amazing? Write that down. What would that area of your life, what would your spirituality have to look like 20 years from now? What would have happened for you to look at me with 100% conviction and energy and say, my spirituality is amazing. Based on that, and by the way, I'm going to suggest that you actually do this exercise all out when you have a moment. You'll, you'll get to play out a little bit more and get more detail. But based on what you wrote down so far, where would you need to be in five years? What would you need to accomplish in five years in that area of your life to feel like you're on track for the someday? Write that down. Based on that, what would you need to do by the end of 2018 to feel like you're on track for the five-year? Write that down. Based on that, what do you need to do this month for the upcoming month? What can you do in the upcoming month, specifically measurably, be on track for the next year. Based on that, if we spent the rest of the week together, hanging out, having a good time, and I asked you, just, just one thing you can do this week, just one, just one thing you can do this week to make progress toward your month, what would that be? I will now ask that you open your calendar and time block when you will do that one thing within the next week. You can give yourself permission to make it next week if you're going to be 100% present here. And if you want to be a high achiever, you could do it by the end of this weekend. 
if this is helpful, folks, we're doing a full retreat on this later this year. Just email me, Jeff at the one thing.com, and that's with the number one. And we can get you details if it's of interest. It's November 30th and December 1st of this year. It'll be here. Gary looked out at a room of some of the top agents in the world. And he said, the number one reason most people do not succeed is because they're unwilling to endure the monotony of success. The number one reason most people don't succeed is because they're unwilling to endure the monotony of success. I've been reading your body language. Like I can tell for the most of you, this is, this is good. There's ahas. You're feeling great. You're motivated. You're excited. You're going to go home, and for about two weeks, that novelty will carry and drive your actions. Then you are going to get bored, and then the world is going to attack you. What is your plan to endure the monotony of success? Thank you. Well, there you have it. The presentation that I gave on goal setting. Folks, the the part of this that you didn't get to hear was all the interaction that we had with people throughout the talk. We were pausing for ahas. We were answering their questions. We were giving them exercises to do. Some of the feedback that came was that when we asked them to go way out into their someday, they really struggled. It was hard for them to get clarity on what really mattered to them 20, 30, 40 years out. As they worked their way backwards though, as they goal set to the now, they began to have more clarity. Things got easier. If you choose to take action on this and and implement this episode, Understand that you will struggle when you start asking those bigger questions around what you want to accomplish way down the road. If that's you, you're doing it right. The beauty of this model is that the better questions that you ask, (laughs) you end up finding better answers. And those better answers, they come through struggle. That's where the growth is. We hope that this has added value to you. We hope that you will consider joining us live here in Austin, November 30th and December 1st. If you would like to, go to theonething.com slash event. Get your ticket now while they are still available. We anticipate selling this thing out. Jay and I are really looking forward to spending two days with you. And even if you aren't able to make it, take action. How can you implement this episode? If you do, the rewards are truly amazing. As always, we appreciate you making the investment of your time, your attention with us. Who's one person that you know needs to hear this message? Can you share it with just one person? Can you turn around and make an impact in someone else's life by sharing the things that are making an impact in yours? Hopefully we have earned the right to play a small role in your life in that manner. We'll see you in the next episode.